This month, we are reading through this amazing letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And uh, Bonnie's put this great um, reading plan together for us. So if you want to pick one up and follow it through, it's really not too late to start. because We've only done the first 10 verses. We're taking our time over this. And I really want to encourage you that as you read it, read it again and again and again. Let it go deep within you. We're doing this um, really because we want to prepare you for a conversation that we're going to have later in the month about what it means to be a member of our church. And we are suggesting that we're going to rejig the, the way we look at membership and we're going to change membership to what we're going to call becoming a partner in this church because we think that better reflects what Paul talks about in this letter to the church at Ephesus and to the church today. So we're going to um, read through this and we're going to look at it um, as we do on the Sundays or, or, or a number of the Sundays. And we're going to do it. This might sound a bit weird, but it's trust me, it works. The 10th verse of every chapter brings a different kind of theme that gives you a kind of a complete picture of the book of Ephesus. The tenth. So today I'm just going to talk really briefly about 1.10. Next Sunday I'll talk about 2.10. I think, um, I think it's James doing 3.10, which I, I'm, I'm feeling generous giving you that one, James, because it's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. <laughs> but you can have it, no pressure. Um, and then we, we'll, I think we've got about, we're going to get through about four, four of the tens. We might save five and six for another time. So today, I want to use this Ephesians 1, verse 10, to both introduce our time around the table, but also introduce this, this book of Ephesians as we ask the question, what does it mean to be the church? What does it mean to be the church? So today, I want to look at verse 1, verse 10, but I'm going to read to you from verse 3. And I know this is our reading that some of you would have read this morning. Graham just said, if, if you can find that reading plan on the City Life Church website, it's there for you to follow and, and you can pick it up there. The other thing we have is a little WhatsApp group going alongside it. And if you want to join that WhatsApp group, um, let me know. I'm not sure Ginny normally does it, but I'll, I will make sure that if you let me know, we'll get the invite for you to join that. And it's just a great way of sort of discussing and people input around the different verses each day. It's, I think it's great. So you can do that. So City Life Church website or let me know and I'll get the link to you so you can join in on, on, on the, what's it called? WhatsApp. <laughs> so if you've got your Bible or access to one online, it, 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 it might be helpful if you kind of have it in front of you, just because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you on it later. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not going to put anyone on the spot, I promise. Um, but I just want to, I will be sort of asking for a little bit of feedback from this passage. So let's turn chapter 1, verse 3 from Ephesians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with Every spiritual blessing in Christ. Wow. <laughs> wow. We could just stop there, couldn't we? Hang around there for a while. 
He's blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us, predestined us for adoption to sonship through Christ Jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us, freely given us in the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. What a lovely word that is. He lavished on us. I've been, yeah, just, wow, just lavished on us. Great. With all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to, th- to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. I want to read that last little bit from the message paraphrase, because I, I just like the way it put it. He said, he set, all, he set it all out before us in Christ. A long-range plan in which everything will be brought together and summed up everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet earth. So I read that again, because this is really, really significant. If we don't get this, we're kind of going to miss the point of what we are about as followers of Christ. He set it all out before us in Christ, a long-range plan in which everything would be brought together and summed up in him. Everything in deepest heaven, everything on planet Earth. It's God's plan for all things everywhere to be filled with himself. That's the plan. All things everywhere to be filled with himself. We've been talking in recent times as we were looking at the book of Revelation and and we were talking about the end times, weren't we? And we were talking there about a day where there's going to be an utter completeness to this. An utter completeness. But until that day, until that time, We're called as a church to seek, to see elements of that brought into our present reality. This is what Jesus says when he says, this is what I want you to pray. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This passage really backs this up when you look at it in the original language. I love this. I just found this this week. The word for times, where it says there, when the times reach their fulfillment... This word times is really important. The word is, if you're interested, interested oikonomia, oikonomia. And what this word means is where we get our word economy from. And what it means is to admit, it talks about, the root of the word is about the administration of a household's resources. It's about an administration of a household's resources. So Paul is saying the times that he's talking about here, are marked by the household of God, that's us, the church, administering the resources that is being given and accomplished through Christ for the transformation of the world. This is about kind of part of how those all things everywhere are going to be shaped 
and impacted and influenced by the redeeming, life-giving work of Christ on the cross. He needs us to administer the resources that he's given us to bring that about. Does that make sense? Makes real perfect sense to me. But doesn't it raise significantly the importance of what it means to be church? And when we're talking about what it means to be a member of this church or a partner within this church, we've got to get this right, haven't we? If we're going to reflect God's intention and his plan for the church. I love the fact that in the first verses that we read from three down to nine or ten, what we have there is some of those resources. Some of those resources that he's given us to administer. Shout them out. What are the resources that we read about in, in, in verse, verses three down to ten? Anyone? Hope. That is a great resource. And this passage is full of hope. Thank you, Annabelle. <sighs> yeah. First to share. First to share as well. <laughs> you know what they say about the, 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 the one with the most hope has the most influence. I've heard that before. <laughs> what about this? With every spiritual blessing. Paul, compassion. It is all about care for one another. Absolutely. Thank you, Troy. With every spiritual blessing, he chose us for, for the creation of the world. We've been chosen. Adoption. We've been drawn into, adopted into his family. And another one from the back. Hope again. I'm sure I heard love from the back. It's all there. It's a, Love, one of those resources that he's poured into us, that abundant blessing. It says there, we have been adopted into his family through Christ. I love this next bit there. It says, in accordance with his pleasure and his will. It pleases God that we are part of his family. It's pleasing to him. That's good, isn't it, Choppy? <laughs> Any more? Come on, just shout them out. I'm not, I'm not, there's no... Say grace. He has abundantly given us his divine enabling to fulfill what he has given us to do. That's grace. Peace is part of it, isn't it? Freedom, absolutely. Freedom, wisdom, that's right. Say again. Happy. Well, it makes us happy, doesn't it? Doesn't that make you happy? Makes me happy. Redemption. He saved us from the impact of sin and death upon our lives. He's brought, he's paid the price, he's brought us back. These are the resources that he has poured into us, not that we can then keep for ourselves. These are the resources that we, as the family of God, need to learn how to administer. Because it doesn't say the church, that the church is filled with him. We want the church to be filled with him, don't we? We want the church to be filled with his presence. We want every time we gather to experience and know the presence of God in a very tangible and a very real way. And there is something very precious about praying and worshipping together. It doesn't mean that God doesn't meet you when you're in your secret place, in the quiet place, and you're just praying, walking the dog or whatever. But there is something very precious. And we pray every Sunday morning we get together at, at, at 8.30 and pray for an hour. You're very welcome to join us if you want to come and pray. But we always pray, and the vision I have so often is that, Jesus, would you walk through this room 
And would you reach out and touch? And would you allow people to reach out and touch you like they did when you walked this earth? We want his presence to be tangible and real. But if we just say that this is about the church being filled with, with, with Christ, then we have missed the point. We have missed the point completely of this passage. We are supposed to administer the family resources so that all things everywhere can be filled with his presence. It's his work. It's a work of his spirit. But we have got to, it's when we walk out that door, isn't it? It's when we walk out that door that I think then we really start to become church. When we administer the family resources to bring about his will, his purpose, his presence, his power, his healing, his love, his peace, his goodness. On the streets, in our families, in our homes, in our workplaces. This is when we really start to be church, yes? And I think that is what being a member of the church and being a part, we think this word partner, it's not the perfect word by a long way, but we think it fits better than being a member because we are together in this, aren't we? We are partners together, co-laboring together to see all things everywhere influenced and impacted by this, the, the, what this meal signifies and, and tells us about. Because this is the starting point of it all, isn't it? This is, this is where it all begins. And that's why we're celebrating this meal at the start of this year. Is it, is, are we getting the waft of bread coming? Is it nearly ready? Is the bread nearly ready? It's going to be super hot, I think. Right, is it cooling down? Is it still cooking? Oh, I need to keep preaching. <laughs> okay, we might be taking our bread home with us, those of us who have made it. But you can smell it, can't you? And is it making you hungry? Is it make, it's making me hungry. I didn't have any breakfast this morning. I'm starving. <laughs> but what am I hungry for? And again, as I thought and prepared for today, I want that hunger that we have, not for what the world says we should be hungry for, because the world's been telling us for the last two weeks what we should be hungry for, isn't it? This is what we need to be hungry for. This, the bread, which points to the body. What did Jesus, how did Jesus describe himself? I am the bread of life. I'm the bread of life, which means if we kind of receive him as we accept him, as we think about him and meditate upon him, it's like it feeds us. Absolutely, Chopper, you should be up here doing this. What are we hungry for? Are we hungry for all that Jesus gives us and offers us and has made possible for us to know and receive those resources, those infinite resources that he pours into us so that we can then administer to the world out there. So are you hungry? Are you hungry? 